The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Tuesday Good News Day is here, and it's a brand new month. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Tuesday, February 1st, 2022, Tuesday of the fourth week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's a liturgical year C, cycle two. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. And our saint today is St. Bridget of Ireland, born in 451, widely believed that her mother was Broca, a Christian baptized by St. Patrick, and her father was Dubthach, a Leinster chieftain. Broca was a slave. So Bridget was born into slavery. When Dubtach's wife discovered Broca was pregnant, she was sold to a Druid landowner. Legend holds that Bridget vomited any food the Druid tried to feed her as he was impure, so a white cow with red ears sustained her instead. Many stories of Bridget's purity followed her childhood. She was unable to keep from feeding the poor and healing them. St. Bridget of Ireland died in 525 A.D. St. Bridget, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My Lord and Father, inspire my thoughts, words, and actions, and accompany them with your aid, so that I may undertake all my activities according to your will and out of love for you. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for religious sisters and consecrated women, thanking them for their mission and their courage. May they continue to find new responses to the challenges of our times. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. It's interesting that when we read Scripture, when we read the Bible, especially the the Gospels, some of the more endearing figures in the gospel scenes are those who are never named. For me, it's always been a great comfort to know that plenty of people who were touched by you, Jesus, who were a part of your, of your life, who you encountered on the road or in the crowds or even among your followers, remained nameless. We don't know their names. Their names have not come down to us. People who were moved by you, Jesus, or that moved you, that touched you, and yet we we don't have their names. Isn't that the case for millions of Christian saints throughout history? They're not on the altars. They're not named in the canon of the saints, right? They're not canonized. And yet they had their encounter with you, Jesus. They touched you. And they responded with everything that they had. We can think of some of these different figures without names in the Gospels. For example, the Samaritan woman at the well. 
In fact, that scene is one of the longest scenes in all of the Gospels, certainly in the Gospel of John. More than a page is dedicated to her conversation with Jesus, and yet we don't know her name, the Samaritan woman at the well, or the man born blind, or the widow with her might that she, sh- that she throws into the treasury, or the famous centurion who our Lord praises for his faith, and yet we don't know his name, the Syrophoenician woman, These were all real figures. They're not from the parables. They're real historical figures who moved your heart, Jesus. And they seem especially close to each one of us because we also want to move your heart, Lord, but we also kind of know probably that we won't be remembered in the history books of the future. We won't be perhaps canonized, although we'd like to be canonizable in our holiness, and our names will very surely be forgotten with time. And so we love these, these, these figures of the, the gospel, these nameless figures. And today we read in the Gospel of Mark of one of these nameless people, a woman afflicted with hemorrhages, with a flow of blood, and that has been bothering her and really debilitating her for years and years, this, this unnamed woman. There was a woman afflicted with hemorrhages for 12 years. She had suffered greatly at the hands of many doctors and had spent all that she had, yet she was not helped, but only grew worse. This is the situation of this nameless woman. Like the situation of so many people in the world who are just getting by, who are barely surviving, and sometimes they, they feel like they're hitting a wall, or as one priest tells me, they, they, they're entering into a Red Sea moment, like the Israelites when they're being chased by the Egyptians and they, they hit the Red Sea, which seems like a, like a hopeless situation. Right? There's nowhere to turn, and all they have is the sea before them. This woman is desperate. She's hitting a wall. Now, Mark, who's narrating this gospel, points out her situation of desperation by mentioning that in spending her money on all these doctors, her health was not helped, but only grew worse. Now, it's interesting that in Luke's gospel, this last part is not mentioned. Luke is a physician himself. He's a medical doctor. And so he simply says, she had spent all her living on doctors and could not be healed by anyone. Right, So he's a little less negative in his assessment of doctors. In any event, the point is that her situation is truly desperate. She's spent all of her money. She has not gotten better. And her situation is bleak. And then she is confronted with you, Jesus. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. She said, If I but touch his cloaks, I shall be cured. Immediately, her flow of blood dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. This woman knew in her heart of hearts that if she but touched the cloak of this man, of this rabbi of Nazareth, this Jesus, whom she believed in to be the Messiah, she would be healed. And it was as she believed. As soon as she touches that cloak, the flow of blood dried up in her body. 
and she felt in her body that she was healed. St. Josemaria was very moved when, in 1920, he was walking through Saragossa. This is even before he founded Opus Dei. He was a young seminarian, and he was walking in Saragossa, and he happened to be walking in front of a cafe called the Gambrinus. And he saw that a famous bullfighter was there in this cafe. Now, bullfighters were like, you know, NBA basketball players in the United States, right? They were celebrities. They were famous athletes that people followed and, and revered. And so he sees one of these famous bullfighters in a cafe. And around Gambrinus were a huge crowd of fans and people squeezing into the cafe to try to catch a glimpse of this bullfighter. And some neighborhood boys had managed to come up very close to that highly popular celebrity. And St. Josemaria heard one of those little boys joyfully exclaim, I touched him. I touched him. And St. Josemaria was moved by this scene because he, he thought, wow, you know, the, the excitement of this boy for having touched merely another human being, right? for having touched someone famous, a bullfighter, and how happy that made him. How much happier are we who have the opportunity to touch Jesus Christ, the Son of God, every time we go to Mass, every time we touch our Lord in the sacred host, when the host touches our tongue, when we receive him in communion. And so this image of this nameless woman, who is like so many of us, dealing with problems in her life, struggling perhaps with health issues or with family issues, each of us has our Red Sea situation, our moment of desperation. Do we have that same instinct that she has to go to Jesus and to touch him? If I but touch him, I will be healed. Do we have this instinct to go to the Eucharist and to derive from the Eucharist our strength, our consolation? It's easy to get accustomed to the Mass. It's easy to get, in a sense, habituated to the presence of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament and even to the presence of Jesus in our bodies when we receive him in communion. Let's shake off that routine, shake off that habit, and go to him, go to you, Jesus, with the same simplicity, but the, also the same trust of this woman with the flow of blood. Because she believed, and because of her faith, her, her healing took place. Jesus, aware at once, the power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and asked, who has touched my clothes? The woman, realizing what had happened to her, approached in fear and trembling. She fell down before Jesus and told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be cured of your affliction. Jesus, we want to touch you. We want to have this same desire to touch you as the woman does finding you in the crowd and seeking you in her desperation and her, and her sickness. We want to touch you like that little boy who was so excited and so devoted to that famous bullfighter. We want to have these same interior dispositions before the mystery of God, before your mystery, Jesus, in the Eucharist. Lord, 
increase my faith. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 minutes past the hour on Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday, the first day of February 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. We begin this liturgical day now joining with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Reading. Lord, open my lips, and, and my, my mouth will proclaim, proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, our mighty God. Come, let us worship the Lord, our mighty God. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to Him. We are His people the sheep of his flock. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Go within his gates giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God.
Lord, let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me. Lord, Lord let, my let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me. O Lord, listen to my prayer, and let my cry for help reach you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my distress. Turn your ear towards me, and answer me quickly when I call. For my days are vanishing like smoke. My bones burn away like a fire. My heart is withered like the grass. I forget to eat my bread. I cry with all my strength, and my skin clings to my bones. I have become like a pelican in the wilderness, like an owl in desolate places. I lie awake, and I moan like some lonely bird on a roof. All day long my foes revile me. Those who hate me use my name as a curse. The bread I eat is ashes. My drink is mingled with tears. In your anger, Lord, and your fury, you have lifted me up and thrown me down. My days are like a passing shadow, and I wither away like the grass. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me. Be attentive, Lord, to the prayer of the helpless. Be attentive, Lord, to the prayer of the helpless. But you, O Lord, will endure forever, and your name from age to age. You will arise and have mercy on Zion, for this is the time to have mercy. Yes, the the time appointed has come, for your servants love her very stones, are moved with pity even for her dust. The nations shall fear the name of the Lord, and all the earth's kings your glory, when the Lord shall build up Zion again and appear in all his glory. Then he will turn to the prayers of the helpless. He will not despise their prayers. Let this be written for ages to come, that a people yet unborn may praise the Lord. For the Lord leaned down from his sanctuary on high. He looked down from heaven to the earth, that he might hear the groans of the prisoners and free those condemned to die. The sons of your servants shall dwell untroubled, and their race shall endure for before you that the name of the Lord may be proclaimed in Zion and his praises in the heart of Jerusalem, when the peoples and kingdoms are gathered together to pay their homage to the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Be attentive, Lord, to the prayer of the helpless. You, O Lord, established the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. You, O Lord, established the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. 
He has broken my strength in mid-course. He has shortened the days of my life. I say to God, Do not take me away before my days are complete, you whose days last from age to age. Long ago you founded the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like clothes that are changed. But you neither change nor have an end. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, you live in the hearts of your saints, and so have built up Zion. May you always show your greatness through their good works. You, O Lord, establish the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Listen, my people, to my teaching. Give ear to the words I speak. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Thessalonians. My brothers, we beg and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that even as you learn from us how to conduct yourselves in a way pleasing to God, which you are indeed doing, so you must learn to make still greater progress. You know the instructions we gave you in the Lord Jesus. It is God's will that you grow in holiness, that you abstain from immorality, each of you guarding his member in sanctity and honor, not in passionate desire as do the Gentiles who know not God, and that each refrain from overreaching or cheating his brother in the matter at hand. For the Lord is an avenger of all such things, as we once indicated to you by our testimony. God has not called us to immorality, but to holiness. Hence, whoever rejects these instructions rejects not man, but God who sends his Holy Spirit upon you. As regards brotherly love, there is no need for me to write you. God himself has taught you to love one another, and this you are doing with respect to all the brothers throughout Macedonia. Yet we exhort you to even greater progress, brothers. Make it a point of honor to remain at peace and attend to your own affairs. Work with your hands, as we directed you to do, so that you will give good example to outsiders and want for nothing. We would have you be clear about those who sleep in death, brothers. Otherwise you might yield to grief, like those who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died, and rose, God will bring forth with him from the dead 
those also who have fallen asleep believing in him. We say to you, as if the Lord himself had said it, that we who live, who survive until his coming, will in no way have an advantage over those who have fallen asleep. No, the Lord himself will come down from heaven at the word of command, at the sound of the archangel's voice and God's trumpet. And those who have died in Christ will rise first. Then we, the living, the survivors, will be caught up with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Thenceforth, we shall be with the Lord unceasingly. Console one another with this message. At the word of command, at the call of the archangel's voice, and the sound of God's trumpet, the Lord himself will come down from heaven. He will gather his elect from the four winds and from the depths of the earth to the heights of heaven. When the Son of Man comes, he will send forth his angels with a mighty trumpet blast. He will gather his elect from the four winds and from the depths of the earth to the heights of heaven. A reading from the treatise Against Heresies by St. Irenaeus, Bishop. The Word of God became man. The Son of God became the Son of Man in order to unite man with himself and make him, by adoption, a son of God. Only by being united to one who is himself immune could we be preserved from corruption and death. And how else could this union have been achieved if he had not first become what we are? How else could what is corruptible and mortal in us have been swallowed up in his incorruptibility and immortality? to enable us to receive adoptive sonship. Therefore, the Son of God, our Lord, the Word of the Father, is also the Son of Man. He became the Son of Man by a human birth from Mary, a member of the human race. The Lord himself has given us a sign here below, and in the heights of heaven, a sign that man did not ask for because he never dreamt that such a thing could be possible. A virgin was with a child, and she bore a son who was called Emmanuel, which means God with us. He came down to earth here below in search of the sheep that was lost, the sheep that was in fact his own creature, and then ascended into the heights of heaven to offer to the Father and entrust to his care the human race that he had found again. The Lord himself became the first fruits of the resurrection of mankind, and when its time of punishment for disobedience is over, the rest of the body, to which the whole human race belongs, will rise from the grave as the head has done. By God's aid it will grow and be strengthened in all its joints and ligaments, each member having its own proper place in the body. There are many rooms in the Father's house, because the body has many members. God bore with man patiently, when he fell, because he foresaw the victory that would be his through the word. Weakness allowed strength its full play, and so revealed God's kindness and great power. Christ has been raised to life. 
He is the first fruits of the harvest when all the dead shall rise. Just as in Adam all men die, so in Christ all men will be brought to life. Death came through a man, and through a man the resurrection of the dead has also come. Just as in Adam all men die, so in Christ all men will be brought to life. Let us pray. Grant us, Lord our God, that we may honor you with all our mind and love everyone in truth of heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. 25 minutes before the hour on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Check out today's gospel in just a few minutes, so long with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday of the fourth week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, two major things happen, a healing and a resurrection. It's from the fifth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered about him, and he was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and seeing Jesus, he fell at his feet and besought him. My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. And Jesus went with him. A great crowd followed him and thronged about him. There was a woman who had had a flow of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. If I touch even his garments, I shall be made well. Immediately, the hemorrhage ceased, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone forth from him, immediately turned about in the crowd. Who touched my garments? His disciples said to him. You see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, who touched me? (laughs) Jesus looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had been done to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house some who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But ignoring what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. Jesus allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. When they came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, Jesus saw a tumult and people weeping and wailing loudly. When he had entered, he said to them, Why do you make a tumult and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him 
and went in where the child was. Taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha Kumi, which means, Little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl got up and walked. She was 12 years of age. They were immediately overcome with amazement. Jesus strictly charged them that no one should know this and told them to give her something to eat. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, here's something that you can do anywhere, anytime, no matter who might be looking. Make a spiritual communion. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. We can reduce all the conditions for receiving sacramental communion fruitfully to just one. That is hunger for the Holy Eucharist. Nothing should be allowed to take the place of this hunger and thirst for Christ. This intense desire to receive communion, a sure sign of faith and love, will lead us to make many spiritual communions. We can make them before receiving Him sacramentally and throughout our day, whether we are outside or in at our work or whatever we are engaged in. A spiritual communion consists of an ardent desire to receive Jesus in the Holy Sacrament and a loving embrace as though we had already received Him. In some way, it prolongs the fruits of our previous Eucharistic communion and prepares us for the next. It helps us to make reparation for the times when perhaps we did not prepare ourselves with the refinement and love that our Lord asks of us. For all those who receive communion with grave sins and for those who in one way or another have failed to recollect or have forgotten that Christ has remained behind in this holy sacrament, A spiritual communion can be made without anyone noticing us, without our having to fast, and it can be made at any time. It consists of an act of love. It is enough to say with all our heart, I believe, my Jesus, that you are in the blessed sacrament. I love you, and I very much want to receive you, for you to come into my heart. I embrace you. Do not leave me. Or we can say that other spiritual communion that many Christians will have learned while they were preparing to receive Jesus into their heart for the first time. I wish, Lord, to receive you with the purity, humility, and devotion with which your Most Holy Mother received you, with the spirit and the fervor of the saints. In particular, we should make spiritual communion during the time leading up to Holy Mass and communion when we go to bed at night when we wake up in the morning, and as we get ready to begin the day. If we make an effort in this way, and if we ask our guardian angel for help, the Eucharist will come to preside over our existence, and will be the center and peak to which all our actions are directed. Let us turn to our guardian angel today and ask him to remind us frequently of the presence of Christ close to us in the tabernacles of the city or the town where we live or which we happen to be passing through. Let us ask him to obtain for us abundant grace so that day by day our desires to receive Jesus may increase and that particularly during those moments when Christ remains sacramentally in our heart, our love 
may grow even greater. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. It's available at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, we join the whole church in prayer. Now we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Send forth your light and your truth. Lord, send forth your light and your truth. Defend me, O God, and plead my cause against a godless nation. From deceitful and cunning men, rescue me, O God. Since you, O God, are my stronghold, why have you rejected me? Why do I go mourning, oppressed by the foe? O send forth your light and your truth. Let these be my guide. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. And I will come to the altar of God, the God of my joy. My Redeemer, I will thank you on the harp, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God, I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty Father, source of everlasting light, send forth your truth into our hearts and pour over us the brightness of your light. Lord, Lord, send send forth forth your your light light and your your truth. truth. Lord, 
keep us safe all the days of our lives. Lord, keep us safe all the days of our lives. Once I said, In the noontime of life I must depart to the gates of the netherworld where I shall be consigned for the rest of my years. I said, I shall see the Lord no more in the land of the living. No longer shall I behold my fellow men among those who dwell in the world. My dwelling, like a shepherd's tent, is struck down and borne away from me. You have folded up my life like a weaver who severs the last thread. Day and night you give me over to torment. I cry out until the dawn. Like a lion he breaks all my bones. Day and night you give me over to torment. Like a swallow I utter shrill cries. I moan like a dove. My eyes grow weak gazing heavenward. O Lord, I am in straits. Be my surety. You have preserved my life from the pit of destruction when you cast behind your back all my sins. For it is not the netherworld that gives you thanks, nor death that praises you. Neither do those who go down into the pit await your kindness. The living... The living give you thanks, as I do today. Fathers declare to their sons, O God, your faithfulness. The Lord is our Savior. We shall sing to stringed instruments in the house of the Lord all the days of our life. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now. now. And and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, keep keep us safe all the days of our life. To you, O God, our praise is due in Zion. To you, O God, our praise is due in Zion. To you, our praise is due in Zion, O God. To you we pay our vows, you who hear our prayer. To you all flesh will come with its burden of sin. Too heavy for us are offenses, but you wipe them away. Blessed is he whom you choose and call to dwell in your courts. We are filled with the blessings of your house, of your holy temple. You keep your pledge with wonders, O God our Savior the hope of all the earth and of far distant isles. You uphold the mountains with your strength. You are girded with power. You still the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves and the tumult of the peoples. The ends of the earth stand in awe at the sight of your wonders. The lands of sunrise and sunset you fill with your joy. You care for the earth. Give it water. You fill it with riches. Your river in heaven brims over to provide its grain. And thus you provide for the earth. You drench its furrows. You level it, soften it with showers. You bless its growth. 
you crown the year with your goodness. Abundance flows in your steps. In the pastures of the wilderness it flows. The hills are girded with joy. The meadows covered with flocks. The valleys are decked with wheat. They shout for joy. Yes, they sing. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, hope of all the earth, hear the humble prayer of your children as we sing your praises. Pour out your Spirit on us so that our lives may bear fruit abundantly. To To you, O God, our our praise is due in Zion. A reading from 1 Thessalonians. You are not in the dark, brothers, that the day should catch you off guard like a thief. No, all of you are children of light and of the day. We belong neither to darkness nor to night. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Lord, listen to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Lord, listen listen to my my cry. All my trust trust is in in your your promise. promise. Dawn finds me watching, crying out for you. All All my trust trust is in in your promise. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, listen listen to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Lord, save us from the hands of all who hate us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, Save us from the hands of all who hate us. Let us bless our Savior who enlightens the world by his resurrection. Let us humbly beg him. Keep us, Lord, on your path. Keep Keep us, Lord, on your path. 
Lord Jesus, we honor your resurrection in our morning prayer. The hope of your glory enlightens our day. Keep Keep us, Lord, on your path. Accept, Lord, our prayers and petitions. As the first fruits of our day. Keep Keep us, Lord, on your path. Grant that we may progress today in your love. And that all things may work together for our good and the good of all. Keep Keep us, Lord, Lord, on on your path. path. Make our light shine so brightly before men that seeing our good works they may give glory to the Father. Keep Keep us, Lord, on your path. Now let us pray as Christ the Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord Jesus Christ, true light of the world, you guide all mankind to salvation. Give us the courage, strength, and grace to build a world of justice and peace, ready for the coming of that kingdom. You live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Hey, be sure to get out and share the good news today. Morning Air is coming up with John and Glenn in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the Relevant Radio app. In the meantime, you go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.